Hello once again to all our listeners. Welcome to the Urban Lily Talks Tropes. I am 40-something Ajuma, joined by drummer-watching buddy, Absolute M, who is a moderator at Jung Haven Forums. I've invited Absolute M along for a conversation about Dali and the Crocky Prince, which is the English title, or the original Korean title, Dali and Gamja Tang. The reason why we're talking about this drama is simple. It's because I like it. A lot. And as I've said in my most recent post and elsewhere, it's been one of the year's biggest surprises for me. Something of a dark horse. I can safely say this is currently my favourite ongoing drama for all kinds of reasons. Absolute M, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this show a lot as well. I would say it's one of my favourites at the moment. And I'm also very surprised by the direction of the show. Because this year, I've been quite disappointed with a lot of the romantic comedies that I've watched. (laughs) But so far, the show has been pretty good. Yeah, and I think a lot has to do with... Well, there are plenty of things that work for the show, you know. But I think we can talk about that a bit later. Yeah. Yes. So why is it your your favourite? I mean, what is it that makes it work for you? Yeah, oh, there's heaps of stuff. I think the main thing is the romance, the mm. the leads, how they're written yeah, that's true. individually and as a couple, right? They're dynamic. Mm. Now, it's a opposite attracts kind of storyline. And mm-hmm. those are really quite hard to do well. You know, you have to try and convince the audience that, this could work when you've got yep. such opposite personalities. Mm-hmm. The male lead is noisy, loud, <laughs> uncultured, right? I mean, that, that's the stress yeah. on his, his uncultured side. And yes. the female lead is, you know, elegant. She's softly spoken. You know, so she, delicate, right? <laughs> she dresses very well, probably in like 40s, 50s style clothing. Mm. Yeah, I love her dressing a little bit. Yeah, she's educated and she's an art historian, curator. It's an interesting concept, I think. And I think the show does it really well. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, that's true. Well, the thing is this, right? So I think um, it's a combination. The, The romance is really good, okay? And I think that drives the plot, of course. And also because the backstory, the mystery to what happened to her father, uh, it works well. Uh, KBS is pretty good at doing this. I, I find that they don't fully focus just on the romance. So there's always some mm. sort of crime or mystery that goes along with the show. Yes. And um, I also like the way that the backstory for both leads are revealed. It's revealed slowly over the episodes, you know. Mm. And so there's, there's proper character development as far as I'm concerned. Um, since we talked about um, Muha being the loud one i think i would say that what one thing that caught my attention was the fact that he's not your typical male lead correct mm. he has he's really loud sometimes i think initially when i was reading some comments on various pe- platforms i noticed that some people thought that he was way too loud you know because mm. he, he's not he's not he's not cool and calm and all that and he's constantly yelling at her <laughs> because, yeah, initially anyway but mm. i thought that oh i just like this guy because you know he calls a spade a spade that's you know? right he's just honest yeah he he is what he is. he's yeah whatever you see is what you get you know that kind of person and i like that kind of char- elite character yes, yeah absolutely yeah with uh dali i think initially there were moments i think in the first few episodes i, I did it, it, it can be quite frustrating to see how naive she was but then if you are, if you see that you know given her her the environment that she grew up in and you know the fact that she was really you know loved and pampered by her father so i, I can see why she's so you know not so street smart 
right? Mm-hmm. And why she it, it took her a while to to realize what she needed to do. And you know? she was she was overwhelmed, right? When her father passed away and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? Yeah, no, I, I, um, I really like his character too. Yes, he was mm. a bit shouty. I have to say, I was kind of wondering about the propensity, you know, for, for shouting there. But when I saw him <laughs> with his dad, I think the first time he had some interaction with his father, I realized, aha, okay, this is where it comes from. So it's his, yeah, it's yeah, the environment it, that he grew up with. That's yeah. correct. And I sort of thought, yeah. oh, okay, this is this is the kind of guy he is. But I guess also he is supposed to be a very stark contrast to her as well. But the authenticity that you talked about before, I think is very important. I think it's one of the reasons why, you know, many of us have been drawn to him. And, and as yep. we get to know him better throughout yep. the show, we appreciate that side of him even more, considering oh, yes. the, the background and all the supporting characters, that parade of very artificial, very hypocritical type of characters that they are surrounded yes, by. There's so few people that I really like on the show, to be honest. Yeah. I think probably the leads and Wonta, right? Uh, Dali's uh, brother, some, so to speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, her adoptive brother, if you Adopt- like, yeah, I guess. Adopted, yeah. Yes, that's true. And I think it's done on purpose as well. It's a way of mocking the society, you know, the world mm, that they come from, that wealthy set where people think they're respectable and or they're cultured mm. or they're educated. They're very snobbish mm. and they thumb their nose up at Muhak. And you realise after a while, this is what the show intends to do, is to make fun of these people, to mm. mock them and to satirise, I think, that kind of attitude. The guy who is supposedly the least educated person in the room is mm. probably one of the wisest people in the show. He is, he is. I, I couldn't really connect with, for example, the staff from the gallery, right? Because, I mm-hmm. mean, obviously the gallery is going through a point where they, they could be very, they could close down the next day, mm-hmm. okay? They mm-hmm. are bleeding a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, I just couldn't understand the whole concept about art and stuff like that when you, you're not even sure where your next salary check is coming from, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. so I, I understood the perspective that Muhat was coming from, you know, I, I understood what he was trying to tell them, but they thought that he was being, you know, uncultured, that he didn't understand the art, he has no appreciation for fine things. Yeah. And that got me a little annoyed, maybe because I, I, I see Muhak's perspective more than I see Dia's. Yeah. yeah. I am a person who sees both because mm-hmm. uh, I love art um, mm-hmm. and I am a person who visits museums and galleries. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I understand that perspective too, right? We need art. We need to educate people in the arts because mm. it's part of our culture. Through art, we tell our stories about our culture. Mm. So that's, that's very important. And each True. era of art, or each kind of movement in art, tells different stories about what we think in that period. So I understand all that. Mm. I also understand Muhak's perspective as well because art galleries and museums, okay, yeah. they cost a lot of money to run. That's why they're usually public all run by very wealthy philanthropic organizations. Yeah, all the foundations, all the yeah. cultural foundations that are owned by that's correct. All the conglomerates and things correct. like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because and because actually the revenue that you collect from uh, tickets or donations is is usually insufficient to fund absolutely the operations. Yeah, that's right. And I just recently went to one in my city, and 
the thing that was really interesting as I walked out and I was looking at all the sponsors, okay, they, and mm. they put the sponsors up on a big banner at the, t- at the top. I think there was about 20 mm. sponsors just to bring that exhibition over from overseas. It's, it's quite an expensive exercise to bring over Did, something and you like that. for it? Yeah, oh yeah, we had to pay as well. We had to queue up too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a rare thing to have that, you know, to see European sort of art, you know, in our part of the world. It's wonderful and that's it's a great opportunity. So that's why, you know, I went with my my daughter. But mm. it's expensive, right? It's true. And you need patrons. And all these artists before, you know, in in days of old had patrons. Mm. Or they were penniless, like Van Gogh. Correct. For yep. So Yes, art for art's sake is is good on some level, but mm. money is important, and you need mm. to have people who really believe that art is important to inject mm. all that you know, all that money into into the enterprise. So I think that's that's important for someone who can see both points of view. I mean that that's that's what the show is after. You know, a balance mm. in that point of view. The show is not entirely against art per se, because yep. there's some really good stuff out there. You know, mm-hmm. obviously there's some trashy stuff too, which the, the show makes fun of as well. <laughs> there is some really good stuff, and that's why they're still considered classics, right? The European mm. masters, etc. That's true. Yeah, but we need money to support these. But people. I think, but I think Muhat's point is that you're at a point where, I mean, from a very business perspective, you're at a point where you know you're really almost going to close down, right? Sure. So. Yeah, as, as, as much as I appreciate art and things like that, culture yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it, it's a very critical period in the survival of the gallery. Sure. Yeah, so I think that was the, that's the point it was getting, trying to get across to Dali and to her stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and what's also very interesting about that is, especially in the most recent two episodes, where you mm-hmm. have the staff, I think, I think the female curator... Uh, Miss, uh-huh. Miss Song, I think it was, uh-huh. and uh, she almost got into a fight with Muha. Right. I don't know if you remember that. You know, and yep. they yep. both had, they both wanted to have, I think, you know, basically throw blows at each other. Uh, <laughs> yes. And that was the, funny. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting setup because I think it was in the same episode, a bit later, where uh-huh. the enemy offers her or the opposition offers her some some incentives to leave mm. the gallery. Mm. And she mm-hmm. goes incommunicado. So that means she stops answering her phone. And mm. that, that is quite interesting how the show set up where she's supposed to be very idealistic about art. On, you correct. Know, and then, but here she is, you know, being able to be bought out. That's right? correct. At least that's what it implies, right? Why her mm. not answering her, her phone. So I, I think it's interesting how the show does that. I think it's one of the aspects of the show. I think that's very, very well written. I mean, there's really good balance. And um, yeah. I mean, apart from the growth of the leads, I think you, you can see, right? And and I like how they casually interject the things that both uh, Muha does and Dali does. You know, it's not just the growth in the romance, but it's also how they, what they are like as people. Like, for example, I pointed out that, you know, I like how he would constantly be checking on his staff, making sure that the standards are high. Mm. You know, mm. that they keep mm. showing scenes like that. Yeah. And they casually... Yeah. You know, they, they, it's very good how they intertwine this with the plot as well. Yeah. And then you see yeah. him constantly testing, you know, looking That's for right. new menu ideas. And just things like that. I, I yeah. like these the, the attention to details. Because then you see what he really is like. You know? Yes, yes yeah. I, I think he's well, a good businessman. He's certainly very shrewd. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. certainly wants to improve the business, right? I think he's mm-hmm. not 
satisfied with you know what success he has currently. He wants to to do、mm. better, you know, which is impressive and which you you know is what you want to see in all businesses,、mm. yep. especially you know when they have such a a popular franchise. So yeah. yeah, it shows. I think it goes to character. I think it goes to the sort of resolve that he has. You know, he's a very determined,、mm. very resolute person, and I can, I can understand why Dali、mm. would like him. I mean, there are people、yeah. who can't, and of course, the show makes fun of that too.、Mm-hmm. But, you know, they say,、oh, you know, impossible that she would fall for him. You know, and and yet, but why not? I, I would like to know why. <laughs> I don't know because, because well, whatever I've read so far, maybe it's because you know, whatever I've read, everybody seems to like Wuha, but I'm just curious why. People would think that she would not be attracted to him. I guess because he's uncultured and he's、mm. he's money minded, openly money minded, and that is attractive in a in a way too. It's it's humorous, and yet it's attractive because it's、mm. honesty, right? It's authenticity.、Uh, mm. Everybody loves money to some degree, and yet he's the one who who's. Not too ashamed or embarrassed to say so,、mm. because he's he's very honest with himself, right? Because、yeah. most people pretend like they don't like something, but you know,、mm. yeah. yeah. But what else? He's just being honest. He's very transparent a person, and I think that's what I like about the character. Yeah, right. I mean, compared to let's、exactly. just say the villain of the show,、uh, yes. the second lead, right? Yes, Tejin. Yes, yes, which I really, really found myself hating more and more with every episode. <laughs> you know, I initially thought that oh, you know, there must be a very sad backstory to why he left. Dali, yeah, you know, but、yeah. the more the more you see it, then the more you realize it's because he's selfish. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah look, I don't really want to call him second male lead. I don't. I don't really <laughs> want to dignify him with that terminology. <laughs> But, to、yeah. me, he's like a he's turned into a villain. Really, you know. Initially, I I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because we didn't know the reasons for him dumping her five years、mm. ago. And and、yeah. honestly, I mean, I still think he had a reason for doing it. But ultimately,、mm. I think he's very much driven by wealth and power. Power, yeah, that's right. You know, I think that's obvious,、mm. and I think he just wants to win. I feel、mm. that that's more and more what's driving him to、mm-hmm. act the way he does. Now, I don't know if he's the ultimate. I, I think it seems like he is the ultimate sort of mastermind or person behind the scenes. But I'm not so sure. So far, yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. the The show could still pull another surprise. That could be because yeah, because we have about, about a few more episodes, four more episodes to、That's、go.、Right. So a lot can happen. Exactly. Episodes, yeah. Yeah. Because we've not seen his family as well, so we don't know what's.、Um, That's right. What's and, going on? Yeah. And we still don't really know why he he ditched her. I I I still feel like. That's not entirely explained, so I feel like there's something more to to it.、Mm. Maybe he was, you know, he did it under duress.、Um, something. The, the only reason why I give him the benefit of doubt is because I feel that Dali senses the good in everybody,、mm. and、uh, mm. there must have been something that she saw in him. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. five years ago,、yeah. and I don't know. Maybe you can attribute that to perhaps perhaps she was naive or young then. I don't know, but yeah, you know, I don't doubt that he liked her a lot though. Yeah. He loved her. Yeah, I'm quite certain he did. Yeah, yeah. I I think he did too, and I think he、mm. genuinely is concerned about her and and you know wants to protect her. But yeah, but it's also a very very、um, I don't know selfish kind of yeah、uh, love. I know. You know what I mean? It's, I it's yeah. I I agree. I mean, I think it's, he's it's, prioritizing. It's possessive. It's controlling. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And I find that very uh, suffocating. He certainly, I don't know, I don't know if it's regret, but I, I certainly th- mm. don't think he's, he loves her with no strings attached, shall we say. So, yeah. But no. I'm still a bit confused about the part where, because now he finds out, he does know that she wasn't, you know, she was adopted, right? So I'm assuming that him wanting her back means that he doesn't mind she is adopted. No, no. And that's right? why, yeah. yeah, and that's why I think he always knew that she was adopted. I think he knew. Mm. And I think he knew even before he told her he was breaking off with her and said, oh, you need to be reborn. So, so maybe his family pressured him into that, I suppose. I have a feeling about that. That's what I think. Mm. But then he made his choice. So, you know, if you snooze, you lose. And that's that's his Mm. problem. Five years ago, he he gave up on her. So, Mm. you know, this, I say, it's the consequences. You know, she met someone else. And this person seems to be a better human being, despite the fact that, you know, he may be a diamond in the rough. (laughs) Yeah, I I love the fact that he's a diamond in the rough. And I think like you said, like what you wrote that, you know, when he decided to break it off with her, I think he was quite confident he would win her back. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. He, he, he's, he's got that. He's cocky in his own way as well. You know? sure. It's not just Muha who <laughs> has a certain degree of arrogance, right? So yeah. even Tejin himself is, can be quite cocky. I think he's very... Because he knows Absolutely. he has money, influence, connection, things like that. Yeah. So I think he did think that he could win uh, Dali back. Yeah, but but then again, you know, like you said, you know, he didn't factor in uh, uh, what you call it, a uh, Jinmuha coming into the picture. So, what do you think of the the recent ending? You know, episode fourteen, right? Because I mean, the preview going into next week, right? Because you see that Dali has chosen to. I don't know. I don't know if this is noble noble idiocy or she's sacrificing herself or what. You know, because she's pretty pretty much been blackmailed, right, by her uncle, or emotionally guilted into doing this. <laughs> you know, leaving <laughs> leaving why. I'm actually not a fan of such developments, but, you know, it is what it is, yeah. What's yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. There are a few theories floating around. I mean, I'm, I'm quite mm-hmm. inclined to think it's it's quite likely she will go along because mm. she's a nice person. And, of course, you know, the gallery represents to her everything that her father stood for. So it's, That's I right. think, really important yep. to her to try and save the gallery. And also, mm. I mean, she feels perhaps a debt of gratitude to the Chong Song yep. Chosun family, family yeah. empire, whatever mm. it is that they've got there. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think it's likely she will. Now, whether mm. or not she has some sort of backup plan, whether mm. or not there's some noble idiocy that, that people are predicting could happen, I don't mm. know. I mean, it's likely she will kind of maybe go along with a few things with Zhang Taijin. Because you can see that uh, Taijin is going to go get you know, uh, he's going to make life difficult for Muha, right? Yeah, yeah. In the preview, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether she, you know, she will do that because, just because of that reason. Obviously, she would want to save the gallery as well. So that that's a, I don't think it would be entirely noble idiocy as well. Um, mm. You know, because she's been in, put in a very difficult position. I think it position. was, but like I said, after a while, when I thought about it, I, it's not even noble lady see anymore. I, she's yeah. really got not. She doesn't really have a choice. Yes, you know, given what her uncle told her. Yes, and right. She's been... And given what she's, you know, what she sees that Tejin is capable of doing. Yeah. To not just her, but to Mohart's family as well. I think it, it scares her. Yeah, yeah. She's been and, backed into you know, a corner. Yeah, it's very, it's a very right. difficult situation. I also don't think now. I, I was worried that this would be noble idiocy, but I think. 
it's more than that. It's an existential threat as well. So mm. and it involves a lot of people, not just her. Mm. So mm. she will, being the the kind of person that she is, very thoughtful of other people mm. and uh, putting other people ahead of herself. I would say she will work with Jiang Taijin, and she may find out down the track. I mean, of, of, obviously, eventually she will find out what kind mm. of a person she's dealing what, with. What he's been up to, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm just wondering if she's. Like you say, she may have a plan. Mm. You know, perhaps she got wind of what Tejin is doing, and perhaps she's doing this because she's trying to find out more. I don't know. That's yeah. that's the other possible theory in my head. Yeah, yeah. All of those things are possible, but mm. right now we're just speculating because the show has four more episodes, and mm. we don't really know which way it would go. Yeah. But, but I, I, I really do it, like where this plot is going. I, I actually am one of those people that think that a show like this needs a little bit more than just fluff. You know. The, the because, romance as well. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, if it's just fluff, you can't have a story that goes for 16 episodes, right? If, if it's just, That's true as well. You know, yeah. If you're talking about a, just a pure rom-com, and I really mm. can't think of any rom-com, I really cannot remember any kind of rom-com that I've watched for a long time that doesn't have some other element to it. You no, know? no, most of them will. There will be some sort of underlying problem more. Yeah. You know, something to create conflict and angst. And I understand Correct. that. In some dramas, I would say that in some rom-coms I've watched, um, sometimes I really don't care about the, the underlying problem. Yeah. But I think yeah. with regards to this show, yeah. um, it blends in really well with the show. And I think it's yeah. it's really necessary because... Because it's the very reason why the two of them got together anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, the whole background, the whole premise with the art gallery and so on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, all the things, you know, the, the crime element, shall we say, of this show mm. was set up pretty much for episode one. That's you know? right. It wasn't so an afterthought. It I isn't. About it. And yeah. so I'm very surprised when I read comments that they were watching, well, at least they signed up for this rom fluffy rom-com. Uh, without mm. the the crime elements, and I thought that was that's a bit of a surprise to me because the crime mm-hmm. element was there from day one. Yeah, from day one, as soon as her father died. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. and that's what I thought too. Yeah, it was it was it was obvious. I we, we I think all of us. I mean, I I, I wrote that down as well. I said yeah. it's quite as it's, it's this is very typical KBS style of yeah. romantic comedies. Yeah, yeah. Every every rom com I've seen, yeah, this is their style. Yeah. They always have a mystery or crime of some sort with romance. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's their strength as well, I would say. Yeah, I mean, are you surprised that drugs were involved? I, I'm no, su- not at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was, like from the is it day uh, first or second episode, anyway, from, from the mm. earliest days. When the father was digging something on the painting, it's, it's quite clear that some, it has to be drugs, I right? thought it was drugs straight away. <laughs> you know, there was a scene where the father went downstairs, the basement. That's right. Correct. Right. Yep. And then he was looking at something that was inserted at the back, right. and you can. What else can you put behind? That? I mean, exactly. It was. Right. A, it was a white packet. I mean, what else could it be? Mm. Straight away, I thought someone was smuggling drugs using mm. paintings. Right. So yep. I thought initially that was what it was, but it turned out just to be one packet of drugs. It's just basically to get so. the father in trouble, right, and to defame him. Well, yeah. I, I think that's partly that, but I think it's also how he died. Because it had something to do with, I'm sure the you know whatever happened transpired mm. has something to do with. That's why I keep thinking it could be the nephew that was the cause of his death. But I'm not entirely sure what happened that night when he died. You see, well, the nephew was there, right? Yeah. But yeah, but it's not been shown. Well, okay, it, it's not a murder. 
because so far there's never been mentioned, right? So well, he may have died of a heart attack. I don't know. The problem Shock. is they cremated him before they could do an autopsy. So oh, I mean, okay. his heart was bad. I mean, he was sick already. Mm, we mm, do mm. know that he was he was unwell. I think his heart was bad. But we just discovered recently that they didn't do an autopsy. They just cremated mm. his body pretty much straight away. That's right. So before she got there. A question mark. Yeah, maybe, maybe he was killed or murdered. We don't have the complete picture of what happened that mm. night yet, I don't mm-hmm. think. Some people reckon it's Tejin who killed him. I, I thought it was the nephew at first, and then I changed my mind, and now I'm changing back. <laughs> so I have no idea. I flip-flopped anyway. Let's let's get back to some of the the sort of unlikable characters in in the show. I mean, there are a lot of them, and I think mm-hmm. it's sort of kind of deliberate in a way. I mean, to me, this show is a lot like. I actually thought the characters reminded me of a Charles Dickens novel, and mm-hmm. and somebody else on another platform said that, uh, and I thought, hey, you know, someone else thinks the same. Which Charles Dickens novel? It's his style. It's the it's oh, okay. the way he he writes. He's the characters are very much in that vein the mm. good characters are really good and and bad mm-hmm. characters are really bad mocking society mm-hmm. he's using his characters to to highlight you know hypocrisies mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the society that he lives in you know and people mm-hmm. superficially pretend that they are good but really you know all of that is just a veneer for yeah it's just a it's just a for outward the, appearance that's yeah, it yeah yeah yeah. For all their, um, you know, lack of compassion and kindness, thoughtfulness. Well, there were a lot of a lot of people that annoyed me. I I think I wrote this down as well. I think I couldn't really find anybody else I liked yeah. very much from yeah. the gallery staff. <laughs> you know, they were all very selfish in their own way. Yeah. You know, um, and then there was the, um, of course, uh, Muhart's family that annoyed me no end. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So I really couldn't find anybody yeah there were a lot of despicable characters i would say yeah yeah yeah. i don't know if the show will try to redeem some of these people they probably it probably will some of them are redeemable i think some are probably not so much i think probably mohawk's family they will try to yeah i I would say that his relationship with his father will probably be repaired so to speak yeah. yeah i mean i think that's possible because his father took his words I think very seriously, you know, was was very silent. Everybody was very silent when he mm. gave his monologue. I think towards the end of episode twelve, you know, about mm. the the adultery that he was involved in with his stepmother prior to his mm. mother's death. So mm. I think they they were. Oh, I like that scene a lot. I think a lot really of people did. I mean, it's an amazing scene. The monologue mm. was amazing. Yeah, and Kim Min Jae is amazing mm. too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is my first enc- real encounter with Kim Min Jae, and I'm really mm. impressed with mm. what he has brought to this character. He brings to actually a certain kind of uh, elegance to the character, which you would think in in the hands of somebody else probably, you know. Yeah, it will, it, will, it won't it won't work as well. Yeah, That's I true. don't think it works as well. Yeah, it, it, a lot has to do with him. I just love yeah. it. I love it. That's what, that's the reason. I think one of the reasons why I could tolerate his yelling and all yeah. that. Yeah, he, he yells quite a bit initially. I think he's toned down quite a bit. He, he has, um, yeah. But, you know, there are moments where he talks without yelling and then, you know, he makes a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. yeah. He brings a certain kind of dignity to the role, mm. you know, and mm. that that's something that I appreciate. Even though yeah. he's supposed to be a bit uncouth at times or 
uncultured. Mm. I think that's probably the better word. Uh, mm. you know, there's something about Kim Min Jae. I think his boyishness, authenticity, that down-to-earth quality. I think that makes it work. It's the same thing with this one talk as well. I mean, they both these two guys have very short fuses too. But there's something about the actor and that the, what he does. Oh, I with like one that Tuck. actor. It's yeah. really good as well. I think he's got yeah. a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah seen so, him in quite a few shows. Yes, uh, mainly small supporting characters. That's right. Yes, he was in the Veil as well. Correct. The, the actor that that does one talk. He yeah. There's there's something very sincere about mm. the character. His relationship with uh, Dali is purely platonic, and it's very Correct. nice to see. It's you know, I was worried at first he's going to be another. I tell me, contender. Too, I was worried that there'll be like <laughs> multiple love lines everywhere. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't think I could do this. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I like him as like a brother figure to her, and and mm. just someone who really cares about the family and what That's he true. represents in the narrative. As somebody who was helped by the Chongson family, he appreciates what they've yeah. given him, the opportunities that he's had. I, I like that aspect of the show. You know, this this rich wealthy mm. family, the philanthropic side of the family was was very genuine, and they helped a lot of people. That's right. You know, th- those two kids in particular, I think, mm. really grew up well. Which, which I think, which which and the, um, well, it, it, which is why Dali wants to protect whatever her father. You know, yeah. everything that yeah, they reminded her of her father. Yeah, the yeah, legacy. It, it protects. Mm. Yeah, it's in memory of him, right? Yeah. It protects his legacy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I understood why she's fighting so hard to keep the gallery alive. I I do understand that as well. Um, although there were times initially in those early days, I thought, you know, is it really worth all that? Yeah, initially, right? Yeah. I like the fact that her father wanted to make art accessible to everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, that yeah. art should not be just enjoyed by the privileged few. Yeah. I, I get the message, yeah. yeah. You know. And, and, and I agree so, with that message. And it's, it's, mm. it's one of the reasons why I, I also support the arts. You know, mm. I go to all these things. It's because mm-hmm. I think it's important for mm. the kids, particularly young people, to to look at the history of our world through art mm. and to have access to it. That's yep. why it's better than this, you know, having these paintings sitting in somebody's private collection in a vault somewhere or in mm. somebody's mansion. And not being appreciated. Yeah. And not seen by anybody except, you know, this True. rich person and oh, their I like friends. That. I like that message, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there are good arguments for having these things. But, you know, it should not be used as a weapon against people who are not as educated in the arts. Sometimes the people in that show use it as a mm. weapon against people who are not so uh, in tune with that mm. side of life. I think it's, it's, it's good to have an appreciation. I mean, you mentioned Brahms, you know, mm. for classical music as well. Yes, because really nice, this that is, one. This is yep. great music, right? We're talking here about you know, Western civilization, one of the pinnacle aspects of Western civilization. And this is part of the culture, the history, and we are beneficiaries of that tradition. And mm-hmm. it's good for, you know, us to understand where mm-hmm. things have come from. That That's mm-hmm. all I, I think we should say, you know, in terms of why it's important, not use it as a, you know, a, an excuse <laughs> yes. for snobbery. Yeah. And that's why, that's the reason why I really... Yeah. got annoyed with the staff, you know, the way they would yeah. use it to sure, attack Moha. Sure, sure, absolutely. That, that got me really annoyed, yeah. But I would say that Moha is probably one of the most, uh, one of the best written male lead characters this year, for me. 
Uh, absolutely. For me too. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been really, I've watched quite a number of rom- romantic comedies or romance dramas okay. this year. But he's definitely one of the best. Yeah. yeah. I would say. I want to be considerate of your time. And also, mm-hmm. I need to go as well. But um, yeah. I want to thank you again. Oh, no, I, I thank you. Yeah, this no. was so fun talking about this show because I love <laughs> it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I just, I really want to thank you for your time and for chatting with me about Dali. I hope we can do this again. Maybe come together again when the story ends or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. And do a wrap up. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, all right, thanks.